Welcome into the Husker 24-7 postgame show. I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson, Michael Brunts. These two gentlemen were at the stadium today. Did it look better in person than it did on television? Because i got to say, guys, it didn't look great. It, it looked similar to what you saw on TV. Um, I'm sure that they probably slathered a little Vaseline on the lens to try to make it a little look a little better, but... I think I think you got the gist of it at home. Yeah, if you can spot dog, if you can spot dog crap out your window, and then you step outside to say, "Is that really dog crap?" and you take a closer look, it still is. It was that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, should we dive into the dog crap? Yes. All right. Where Where do you want to start, Bronx? Where should we go with this thing? Uh. Actually, okay, I'll ask you I'll, – I'll start with this. Because this one just kind of – like Scott Frost basically said that he was kind of stunned by this performance, uh, you know, indicating that he didn't see that it would play out like this. He had several senior captains talk about how Nebraska lacked energy throughout the week. I, I guess it's hard for me to square up. Like, were they – was he that stunned? And then they were performing that poorly or they lacked energy at practice, I guess – did, did that catch you guys at all, or am I just overthinking it? Well, I think for me, the, the thing that was surprising was, you know, we've, we talked about it all week, I think, on the, on the pod, various podcasts, and how this game was an opportunity to finally turn a corner a little bit, like to, to put together back-to-back conference wins for the first time since 2018. They've only done it once under Scott Frost. Um, and it's, it was just – I was shocked by the lack of energy right out of the gates. Like, I, I think the, the opening fumble was, a, was certainly, a, you know, a, a gut punch. But the defense didn't have the same kind of energy that they played with for most of the season. Um, you know, I mean, we, we can get into the X's and O's part of it. I mean, Nebraska was just flat-out coached in, in that game. Um, but – yeah, I mean, it, it was I – th- I, th- I think it's fair to be surprised when you go in as a 17-point favorite and you lose by 18 points at home. I mean, is that – that's fair. I, I, think, I, I think I was just – you know, as somebody who doesn't get to watch practice every day, I was surprised at how different this team looked just from an energy and kind of how they carried themselves versus last, last week. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really notable on defense. I mean, the, even though they got – I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State, and obviously they got worked on the score by, scoreboard by them. But I felt like even in that game, you were watching a Nebraska team that was attacking, and uh, they, they were making some plays on that side of the ball. And it felt like they never had the ground under their feet in this game on defense – really at all I mean I aside from maybe the first series of the second half where they had a good first three plays and I thought okay let's see what happens and then a you know a punter meanders his way 14 yards although he kind of very casually did it and didn't know if he wanted to get a first down he did and uh you know then then it felt like it was right back to what we were watching in the first half after that and that was what was most discouraging about this performance is I actually believe no matter what the numbers said that Nebraska's run defense was climbing 
And today, uh, it felt like two steps back uh, if you were going to make that argument. Yeah, I, I don't know if I know schematically what exactly Illinois did, but it just felt like there wasn't a whole lot of resistance early uh, in in the play. I mean, they were they were downfield almost every time they were getting tackled. I don't know what Nebraska's tackle for loss number was, but it couldn't have been more than like two or three today. And that's – uh, They had six, I guess. They had six? On what, the crappy wide receiver screens that Illinois kept running? Uh, they, 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 were, had, they had six. I don't know where, but they had yeah, six. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know where those were coming from in terms of the run game because I, I just – it felt like the guys, you know, whether it was Epstein or – What's the other running back's name? I forget. I thought they were the same running back, Chase Brown. Um, it didn't matter, you know, which of those guys it was. I mean, they were they were getting downfield before they were really ever getting touched. And uh, there was a couple plays where Caleb Tanner just looked like he was in cement on the zone, uh, the zone read. Garrett Nelson looked like he didn't know that Brandon Peters had given the ball and just watched the running back just go straight by him. Uh, it just – it looked like a lot of the same kind of bad inability to, to quickly diagnose what is happening in front of them uh, defense that we've seen the, the last couple of years. It, it, it looked nothing like what we had seen, you know, Northwestern or Ohio state and even the Penn state game, like it Penn state had more yards, but it didn't feel uh, as, as just ridiculously easy as it was for, for Illinois today. That was vantage point uh, watching on the TV. No, that was right. You saw it. You saw it just like it looked in the stadium. And um, I mean, flip over the other side of the ball. Um, you know, I I thought it kind of the ominous tone was set from the first play. Um, yes, it was a bad call. Uh, it looked like the ball traveled for it about a half a yard on McCaffrey's throw, but it was reckless and uh, it was unnecessary, and nothing good was going to come of it, and it sure didn't. And even though Nebraska answered on the next possession, I don't know, whenever you just give a team seven points right off the bat and you're like, okay, here you go. Here's seven for you. It, it's just such a freaking struggle in those type of games to end up on top. Like you've got your margin for error just, you know, goes out the window. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think Luke was seeing the field really well. And maybe that's some of what you expect in a second start. Um, he obviously is a great runner and he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. And he honestly, with that part of his game, his burst reminds me of crouch the way when he's in the open field, you, you expect that he could take it to the house at any time. Uh, but you can't just be single reliant on, on that as your offense. And that's what Nebraska is right now. It feels like. Yeah. Well, did you see runs on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you create your, you commit five turnovers and, you know, you, you just can't do that. I mean, the three picks, McCaffrey was 15 of 26 for 134. I mean, again, you know, there, there was just no, there wasn't even a threat of a downfield passing game. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we've seen that perhaps the issues with that are, you know, more, more than just the quarterback, but at the same time, Luke McCaffrey had guys open um, and, and, and seemed hesitant to just kind of chuck it up. Um, he chucked it up other times and, and you know, kind of put the ball in a dangerous spot too. So I, I was, I was, you know, obviously not having 
Dedrick Mills in there. Did Nebraska no favors. They didn't really use Wandell Robinson too much as a rush as a runner till later. And, you know, the thing that surprised me, though, was, you know, Marvin Scott carries the ball four times on the opening or the, the second drive where they look pretty good. And then he only carries the ball four more times the rest of the way. Ramir Johnson carried it one time for three yards. And there was just no threat at all of, you know, running the ball uh, from, from the, with the running back again. I didn't think the offensive line played particularly well either um, in terms of, you know, giving the quarterback time. So, I, you know, we, we kind of joked about it, you know, if we were going to do game balls and, and report cards. But, I mean, there just really wasn't a ton of – good things to highlight. I mean, the, for me, you know, maybe the the biggest revelation to come out of today is you've got Oliver Martin, who, you know, looks like he could be, you know, a guy for Nebraska wide receiver, which I mean, is, is a positive, but there just wasn't a ton that was done on, that, uh, you know, looked good on that side of the ball. I thought that today kind of showed the real limitations of, of Luke McCaffrey as, as Nebraska's quarterback. And I, Again, it's different when, with the, the broadcast view, but just from following enough of you that were in the, in the press box, it seems like Illinois was basically trying to bait him into taking a shot down the field, and there was guys that would have been open or, or were open, and he just wasn't – you know, Bruns kind of said this, he just wasn't throwing the ball. And then there was that play to Austin Allen right before half where he kind of threw the ball. But uh, one of the things that, that I've said about McCaffrey and, and – you know, was noticeable when they played Indiana last year. Like, he doesn't have a lot. He, he can't he can't muscle a ball into a spot on, like, a real sharp line. Like, he's kind of got to float it out there. Like, he just doesn't have a huge, huge arm strength for some of those throws. And he basically just threw a lame duck up there where he needed, you know, the, the throw was open. He just needed to get it there with some zip, and he couldn't do it. And I just – I think that Nebraska – has to revert back to Adrian Martinez again. Like, I just I just don't know if, if they can win a game the rest of the way with an offense that can't go downfield, won't go downfield, can't open up anything underneath. The offensive line has been bad. They, they haven't even bothered to establish the running game with anybody that isn't a quarterback this year. I, and I'm part of tonight – you know, tonight, uh, we're doing this podcast tonight. Part of today – was you get behind as quickly as they did, and then it throws off the rest of your game plan. But I just – we're four games into this short season as it is already. The offensive line has been bad the last two weeks, and I understand stack boxes and everything like that, but the pass protection wasn't very good. They, they haven't been able to really effectively run the ball if anybody that isn't a quarterback. It's just like the, the mess of this offense somehow seems to get worse each passing week, and I don't really understand – how or why and, and I don't know I don't even know what the answer is to, to fix it at this point with the next three weeks ahead yeah I was I was surprised they didn't go to, to Adrian Martinez sooner in that game uh, you know I I, th- I thought that you know they, they needed a, a change of pace or basically kind of what they <laughs> what they needed in the fourth quarter uh, when they brought McCaffrey in so you know I it I, that's going to be a big question mark going into this week. I think, um, you know, I think playing an Iowa team next week on a short week with a limited offense is kind of a scary proposition. Um, but you know, it was, 
Scott Frost after the game said, you know, they basically got – they lost in all phases, players, coaches. I mean, I, I thought that was a pretty succinct way of putting it. I mean, it, it, there just wasn't a lot of good things that Nebraska did today. And, uh, yeah, it's it, – it's, you watch that game kind of looking for, okay, how, how can you turn this or make this better? And it's – I don't. It, it feels like a big lift right now. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, they're in their third year with this offense, and they're not good at anything. Or if there's one thing they're good at, it's the quarterback run game, and it's at the detriment of anything else. Like I just, uh, you you took on what we would have agreed before the year, and we would have agreed coming into this week was the worst team on their schedule, and they they struggled to really do anything effectively. Like it's it's bleak out there. And, and, you know, like a, I think that we sort of have to, to acknowledge that Nebraska is far, far, far away from where any of us thought they were coming into the season or really even this, uh, you know, where this offense was coming into the season. I don't think anyone thought of us. It was going to be fantastic, but I mean, they're somehow looking worse than they did in 2019. And I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, and uh, I mean, another thing, going into this game, we obviously talked about turnovers being a big deal, but also third downs. And Nebraska's defense, even though it was trending okay the first three weeks in a few areas, was still really bad on third downs. They're 114th in the country. They're giving up a 50% conversion rate. And today, you know, 11 of 17 for Illinois – on third down and part we can even this connects a little bit to the when did you put when do you put Martinez in discussion because they decided okay they're going to give Luke one more chance to start the second half and then what happened is Luke actually had a good drive to start the second half because they scored and then they got the ball back but then Illinois went on another drive and Nebraska's next possession Wandale fumbled and by the time they only had four offensive possessions, I think, in the second half because they couldn't get off the field. And, and then there are these quirky plays that we, I guess we call quirky. I do sometimes, but at some point you just say it's a theme with Nebraska football. And one of them is the, the fake punt that allowed Illinois to chew five more minutes off the clock. Um, another penalty that was huge in this game early on was the hands to the face on Casey Rogers. Uh, which you could debate, but there was something there. Um, and Illinois would have had a third and 17. And I know you could insert a joke like, oh, they would have got 19 yards. Um, but instead that gives a first down. And that's, you know, when the score is 14 to seven at this point. So there's these plays in a game that at the time when you watch a Husker football game, you're like, oh, maybe that's not that big a deal. But they always end up being a big deal. And they always end up making the other team believe and pump fire into them. And after Illinois completed that drive, after the Casey Rogers touched or the penalty, and they made it 21 to seven, you could hear it from the press box, the sideline and the F bombs, the F yeahs going on on their sideline. Like they, they believed it was their game then. And it's like plays like that. You just cannot have when you're Nebraska and you're trying to get out of the ditch like this. So I guess, I mean, turning the page to Iowa this week. This is an Iowa team that's won three straight games by double digits. Those games and those wins aren't against 
super quality teams, but they're against Minnesota, Michigan State, and Penn State. And there's more wins than what we've seen Nebraska stack up. Now, the last two years, Nebraska's kind of limped into this game uh, and and hasn't, uh, you know, haven't played poorly. They've lost in, in two last-second field goals. But do you – do you have real concerns coming into this short week that Nebraska can, can even do enough against an Iowa defense that appears to be flying around pretty well right now? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a concern. Um, you know, I, I think you know, Nebraska has been able to scheme things up well enough the, the last couple of seasons to move the ball against Iowa. But I mean, if it, if it's only quarterback run game that you can count on, that's a really, tough place to be um, going up against Iowa. Um, so you got to figure something out. You know, the, the quarterback position certainly has to get rectified somehow. You've got to figure out who your guy is. You know, the, the thing too that you kind of worry about are, I guess, are kind of the intangible things. I mean, you saw some, some tweets from players uh, expressing some frustration uh, right after the game. You kind of wonder, you know, can you kind of reset the deck a little bit and, and get it back to where it needs to be from a, you know, focus and energy and all that other stuff point of view. I mean, maybe the fact that you have Iowa on the helmet, maybe that gets the blood pumping a little bit more. But I, th- I think it's going to take, you know, a, a pretty good coaching job this week to get everybody back and focus to pick up the pieces from this because, I mean, that was a, that was a real gut punch loss and. I, I, I'm guessing that a lot of Nebraska players probably didn't expect that either. Um, so, uh, and, and if you're not dialed in and ready to go, Iowa's the kind of team that can really expose you early on uh, if you're not, you know, ready to go dialed in. So we'll see. Yeah, I think Bronx nailed it. Because the one thing that I did believe about this team, and it maybe they will prove they are still this, is that I thought – even after their first couple losses, they're eager to play football. Like, and you saw it even last week against Penn State. That was still a, a squad that was pumped to play. And for whatever reason that they were lifeless today, I don't know. But that's that's what I'm wondering about now is um, you got to rally the troops here. And I was feeling pretty good about itself, you know, right now um, after beating Penn State by 20. And I know the game, Schaefer, I didn't see it. Schaefer said it was a little closer than maybe the score indicated. But at times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're such a – we make jokes sometimes around here about Iowa-style football and stuff like that. But the one thing they will do is they will play a sound game and uh, they will wait and they have done this to Nebraska for Nebraska to make that error or whatever, and they will, they will capitalize on it. And so it's always a kind of a rough matchup for Nebraska in that standpoint. Um, and so it's, it is going to be a challenge because that um, when you looked at the back half of the schedule, you thought, well, there's some defenses where they can actually get stuff done against. And I thought they could do that today. Um, but Iowa was this one where you're like, yeah, they're, they're still pretty good. They were top five in some stats nationally, and um, I'm guessing that hasn't changed after today's result. No, I mean, they'll, they'll have uh, – other than a couple throws in the second half, I mean, they, the defense played pretty well in that game for Iowa, and, and they were a team that I kind of thought was going to be better towards the end of the year anyways, and it, it looks like it's playing out that way. So uh, what I'm curious about – I guess more than anything is what version of Nebraska goes up in terms of at least uh, it felt like energy or, or 
I don't know what we, we want to call it. I don't know if it's the term. I hate, I hate saying effort. It's not like I know that they weren't putting in more effort or anything like that, but they use the word energy to describe where they were at this week. They didn't feel like they had a lot going for them uh, in that Illinois game, but we've seen this year. I mean, they played Northwestern really tough. An undefeated Northwestern team that looks like they could run the table uh, in, the, in the Big Ten West and represent the Big Ten West against what seems like it's going to be Ohio State. And they, they played uh, Ohio State tough for about 25 minutes and so game minutes. I mean, I, I just think that there's a version of Nebraska that can hang with Iowa. But you see games like today, and it just makes you question where this progress is. If the corner is that close, you just wonder how the hell they can fall off this hard on a, on a random Saturday in a game that everyone thought that they should be winning. And the performance that Illinois had is what people thought Nebraska should have had against Illinois. And so it, it, it certainly leads to, uh, you would imagine, not a whole lot of confidence as Nebraska takes on Iowa on a short week. So uh, we will see how they perform uh, in that game. We'll be back certainly with, with more content. We've got stuff up from today's game. We'll have stuff on Sunday and, and on Monday going into the press conference as well. And then we'll, we'll carry it into uh, Iowa week. And, and I promise we won't even have to have the discussion as to whether Iowa is a rival. Does that sound good, guys? That's fair. Yes. All right. Well, we'll catch everybody with our next podcast sometime next week.